Good morning again, and it's a joy to be with you this morning. You'll love the accent, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> but I always say to everyone, um, you know, and people say to me, have you seen Braveheart, brother? I said, seen Braveheart? Mel Gibson's actually my brother, and he's the ugly one. <laughs> so, <clears throat> um, <clears throat> we're just so thankful for what God is doing. You know, one of the keynote scriptures, right as we started Antioch way, way back in the day, a word that I gave to Jimmy Seibert at the time and two other prophetic voices gave to him, was um, um, Isaiah 54, verse 2 and 3. Enlarge the place of your tent. Stretch out the curtains of your dwelling. Um, Do not hold back. Lengthen your cords and strengthen your, your stakes. You know, everywhere you go, you find people have had that. You know, uh, that scripture, that's only verse 2. Verse 3 follows that, of course, about um, inheriting the desolate heritages and, and stuff. And so um, that's a keynote scripture for us um, as, we, as we move on. And, and, and talking to Sean, when I arrived, I just realized that you're 20 years old. I said, where's the time gone? I mean, I've just handed over. I, I said to my church, um, um, two years ago, a year and a, a, year and a bit ago, um, I said, I'm not going to be your pastor when I'm 70. Now, don't be too shocked. I'm just nearly 70, okay? Um, I hear you say, never. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Um, <clears throat> and uh, so uh, I said to them what wasn't going to happen, but what happened, I was 68 at the time. And, um, and so what my intention was, my little vision was, I have a guy that I was discipling to take over, who has now taken over um, just after my 69th birthday, because, you know, what the Lord is in, in, in the process of doing, he's in, in the process of accelerating things. And back in, in November last year, I was in Jimmy Seibert's office that I often use, because he doesn't use it, but uh, um, it's called mine now, I think, but uh, <clears throat> Um, I use it as a, my prayer room, and people come in and are prayed for, like I do around here as well. And it was during a day of praying for people that the Lord spoke to me, and he says, I've opened a portal of favor over the Antioch movement, of which we are part of. And, um, and seeing that, and, and hearing that word, he gave me a picture, and the picture was of a river, and the river was becoming narrow. And um, what that speaks of, when you see a river becoming narrow, the water gets faster. And, and what the Lord said, that the things are speeding up. And what you're going to find is, you're going to find that there's going to be acceleration even in the answers to prayer. And you're going to see things move at a much faster rate than you've seen before. We've just lengthened the cords today and strengthened the stakes. Be ready for a move of God and for what God wants to do in your life and in your heart over this next season. And I really do believe we need to be ready for it. Another thing that God spoke about was the unusual that was happening um, around the world. Just unusual things. Brexit, you know. Um, Scottish independence. All these things. The unusual things that would happen in politics and all these different areas. Um, and, the, you know, um, whether it's God or not, I'm not sure. But the Lord said, when you see the unusual, 
Be ready to expect divine intervention. Now hear the word of the Lord. And from that, the Lord spoke to me and, and he, 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 he sent me to this scripture in Second Chronicles chapter 20, verse 20. A well-known verse. Prophets only usually go to this verse in that chapter. But I'm going to take you through the chapter today very, very quickly. And it says here, it says, They rose early in the morning and went out to the wilderness of Tekoa. And when they went, they went out, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, O Judah and inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God and you will be established. Believe his prophets and you will prosper. And that's as true today as it's been on any other day. That we've got to believe the word of the Lord. Now, much to my surprise when God spoke to me in November, that I understand that he, he gave the same word to, or pr- practically the same word to Chris Valentin a few couple of months later. Um, if you can go to the podcast and see what he says about the Kairos moment. And it's not a Kairos moment individually, but it's a Kairos moment in time generally over the nations of the world. And he spoke of acceleration, unusual events. He spoke of all your sports events last year that were so unusual, whether that depressed you or made you happy, I don't know. But uh, he spoke about our Brexit and all these different things that he, he spoke about, the unusual happening, and then the expectation of divine intervention that we need to believe for in this time and in this season that we're living. And it's an exciting time. It's an exciting time to be alive as a believer. If you go to the news all the time, you'll not be much of a believer. Rather go to the Word. Amen? As we go to the Word of God, then we've got something that we can hold on to. So let's be established in this new thing that we're into. 20 years on, here we are. And, you know, we often say that, that hindsight is 2020. Listen, we need a 2020 vision going forward. We need to have something to hold on to, something what we're believing in, and something that we can go for. Because God has got a vision. Now, we're not waiting for some guy to just uh, lean over one morning and press a red button, and then, boom, we're all gone. We're believing the Word, okay? We're holding on to the Word of God. We're believing God's Word because He has the last word. Oh, you're excited about that. You don't have the last word. He has the last word. Amen? Amen? And it will be a glorious church that will invite him back because we will say, as it says in the last page of your Bible, come, Lord Jesus. And he will come as we're walking in the Spirit, doing that which he's called us to do. So, prepared and ready is the title of my message today. Are you prepared or he wants to prepare you and he wants you to be ready in this next phase of what he wants to do in your life? So let's look at this uh, together. The first point is this, is prayer. Because in the scripture in Jehoshaphat, what happened was all his enemies, the, the enemies of Israel were coming against them. And it says this in, in, in um, verse 3. It says that Jehoshaphat feared and set himself to seek the Lord. Now, he wasn't afraid of his enemy He was trusting in the Lord. It was the fear of the Lord that was upon him that sent him to his knees. So watch what you're responding to and 
how you're beginning to pray. Pray from a place of reverence. That's what fear means, the fear of the Lord. Of reverence for God and knowing that God's in charge, God's in control, and He knows what He's doing. Amen? He has it all in hand. Has God forsaken us? No! I'll never leave you nor forsake you. Amen? And so what the, what the, 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 the king did, he started to pray. It says, he set himself to seek the Lord and proclaim the fast through all Judah. We're all going to be fasting as a movement very shortly. Amen? <clears throat> we love that word, fast. Yeah, I like it too, as much as you do. So Judah gathered together to ask help from the Lord, and from all the cities of Judah, they came to seek the Lord. It's time to seek the Lord. When you see new elders being set in, when you see something of an expansion, what has been on one month, then being spread out, it's time to seek the Lord. What's my part, Lord, that I need to play in this new thing that you are doing? What is in the breadth of what you're doing? What's my part? Is there a place for me? Yes, there's a place for you. I've just prophesied over you, okay? Right, great. I'm glad you caught that. Right. And then it says here in verse 9, We will cry out to you in our affliction, and you will hear and save. What kind of prayers do you pray? Oh, God, if you could, maybe just if, uh, you know... I'm crying out to you, Lord, and I know that you will hear and save. Amen? That's a New Testament believer believing in the power of prayer. Amen? As we believe God to see God do what he's called us to do. In verse 12, it reads, we don't have time to read all the scripture today because some prophetic people took too long over the elders, you know. And, and we don't know what to do, but our eyes are on you. Look at that. Read it, look. See, we don't know what to do, but our eyes are on you. Listen, if you take your eyes off Jesus, there's not much hope. If you keep your eyes on Jesus, my goodness me. Hope leads to faith, and faith does not disappoint, because God is on the throne. Smith Wigglesworth, the famous plumber from Bradford, England, he was a, he, he was a, a guy... He was a guy that um, didn't really know how to read much at all. The only thing he could read was the Bible. And I remember Lester Summerall, he was a famous man of God from Chicago, I believe, I think up in that area. And he, he went to see Smith Wigglesworth today, came to England to see him. And he had the Times newspaper tucked under his arm. And he said, he, he said you can come in, but that thing can't come. He said, the only thing that's read in this house is the Word. Wouldn't that make a difference in our house? Wouldn't it? Just, I see the Holy Spirit just resting. My goodness. I'm saving money in here. My goodness me. We're going to be throwing away our phones and all that stuff. Praise God. And, you know, because our eyes are on you. And he, Smith Wiggle said this, he said this about faith. God will bypass 20,000 people to get to you if he sees faith working in your heart and what you're in your life. Amen? What are you believing for, sir? I'll tell you. He's going to lift you up out of and into. Stay the course because he's got so much more for you in this day that you're living in. Amen? Because he's a God of faithfulness. And what he's looking for is faith, not fear. 
He's looking for that opportunity to work in your life and my life. So faith, it's quite easy to walk by faith. All you have to do is believe for something impossible. That's all. That's one of the words that God loves, impossible. Have you ever said it? Listen, you've got God's attention whenever you say impossible. What's he going to do now? What are they going to do now? It's impossible for them. That's a chance for me to get glory because God's always jealous for his glory and that he gets all his glory back to him. So he loves the word impossible on your heart and on your life. When did you last believe for something impossible? Okay. Well, maybe start believing for something impossible. Amen? Because the Lord has got so much that he wants to do in your heart and your life in Jesus' name. There's a lot there um, about prayer, um, but his, you know, we don't know what to do, but our eyes are on you. What's next, Lord? What's next? We're not looking at, at, at Fox or CNN or whatever, BBC, as well as we're BBC, uh, Sky News, whatever it may be, we're not looking for the next thing or the next day that's the headline of news. We're looking... What's next, Lord? Where do you want me to go? What do you want me to do? I'm here. I'm yours. I'm open. I'm ready. Because, Lord, I know that if I walk by faith, I'm able to please you. Amen? The second thing is this, is prophecy. They start to pray. The people gather together. And there they are. They're praying. They're believing God together. Then all of a sudden, in verse 14, it says this, Then the Spirit of the Lord came upon Hazel, the son of Zechariah, the son of Benaiah, the son of Jael, the son of Mataniah, the Levite, and the son of Asaph in the midst of... Oh, I think I need to lie down. In the midst of the assembly. That's not bad for an ignorant fisherman, you know. Can, yeah. But anyway, praise God. <clears throat> Laugh at my jokes or I'll go away. And, um, you know, in the midst of the assembly, and he said, listen, all you inhabitants of Judah and and you inhabitants of Jerusalem, and you, King Jehoshaphat, thus says the Lord, do not be afraid or dismayed because of this great multitude, for the battle is not yours, but the Lord's. Amen. Amen. The battle is not yours, but it's the Lord's. <laughs> Jesus, there's some people coming against me here. I'm stepping aside and letting you take over. You know, you see, if you let Jesus go first, he can make a way for you. You can make a way for yourself, but other people will get all lot, very hurt in the meantime as you try to bulldoze your way through things. But if you are submitted to God, believe in his word, believe in the prophets, you're going to prosper in life and know the power of God working in and through who you are. Amen? We just got to trust them. <clears throat> Prophecy is what we're... Well, it's not what we're all about, but it's what I'm all about in many, many ways. You know, 69 years old, and people said, so you retire now? I said, retire? I don't have time to retire. Jesus is coming back. I mean, you know, and we've got a word to preach. And, and uh, you know, come tonight. Where are we tonight? Here? We're doing a prophetic kind of seminar and going to prophesy over people, not just me. I taught some people in prophecy yesterday. You're involved too. We're all going to prophesy. 5.30 tonight, amen? I'll see you there. And we'll see God speak to us. We'll hear God speak to us and see God move. Because it's important that 
we continue to speak the word of God. Amen? And believe his word. So out of the prophecy, you know, the word comes, the battle's not yours, it's God. Amen? And we see them, we, we, we see the people encouraged, because that's what prophecy is, it's encouragement. Encouraged because of the word that's been brought to them at that time. Position yourself, it says in verse 17, stand still and see the salvation of your Lord who is with you. Wow. See the salvation of your Lord who is with you. I mean, what a way to walk into the next situation. Just stand still and see God move. But you've got to be praying standing still. Amen? You've got to be believing as you're standing still in the prophetic and what God might be saying to us. And the third thing is this. We've got prayer and we've got prophecy. And the third thing is praise. And in the scripture here, in verse 14, if we go there, <coughs> excuse me, the Spirit of the Lord no, it's wrong. Wrong verse. Uh, anyway, for tomorrow, go, uh, verse 16, go down against them and they will surely come up uh, um, by the ascent of, of Ziz and, and you will find them at the end of the brook before the wilderness and, and position yourself and so forth. And then it says this in verse 18. I love these two verses. Verse 18 and verse 19. Then Jehoshaphat bowed his head with his face to the ground and all Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem fell down before the Lord and worshipped the Lord. Look at the next verse. I love this next verse. The Levite and the Levites and the Kohathites and the Korathites stood up to praise the Lord, the God of Israel, with a very loud voice. Now, that's, this is the ESV. The nearly, it's nearly inspired. Let me read it to you from the New King James Version. Okay? It says this verse, verse 19, the end of it, it says... Uh, they stood up to praise the Lord of God of Israel with voices loud and high. I love that. Amen. As we praise God with voices loud and high. Amen. Oh, your excitement overwhelms me today. With voices loud and high. Oh. You know, I, I don't know how you came to worship this morning. I wonder what they're going to sing today. I hope they don't sing that song. Brendan, oh, he wants us to dance now. Oh, my goodness. Well, you see, that's not an attitude to come and to worship in. This is an exciting place to be, to come to worship God. Amen? It's exciting to come to worship Him and come with an attitude, I'm going to lift my voice loud and high in the name of the Lord our God. Amen? It's a good way to come to worship today. Write it down. Do something with it. Write, underline it, something. Amen? And it says, believe God and believe his prophets, of course, in verse 20. And we have to rush through here. But uh, verse 22, it says, it says this. Okay, praise was important. And then it says, and then when they began to sing. Now, I've heard this, uh, uh, people preach out of this scripture a few times, you know, teaching on praise and worship about how the, the, the the, 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 the worshippers went out into the battlefield and so forth to fight the battle first, and then the, all the enemies was dealt with. And that's true, but it's interesting the journey that the worshippers take to the battlefield. And it's interesting what happens, you see. And this is a good way to approach worship. Um, it, it says here in, uh, 
In verse 22 it says, Now when they began to sing and to praise, the Lord set ambush against the people of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, who had come against Judah, and they were defeated. When they began to sing, have you begun to sing this morning yet? Oh, I didn't like any of the songs. Is that submission to authority? No. It's when they began to sing with voices loud and high. Oh, well, we'll see what kind of, what they're going to give us today. You know, that's what we call God's policeman. And he hates, he's, he hates those that would set themselves up as his policeman, judging before. Rather come in as a worshiper and worship the Lord by faith. Amen? When they began to sing, the ambush was set before them. And then it says this in verse 20, 24. So when Judah came to the place overlooking the wilderness and a place of worship and praise, they looked toward the multitude and there were dead bodies fallen on the earth. No one had escaped. So when they came to the battlefield, they came to the place overlooking the battlefield. You see, what praise and worship will do, it'll lift you up over your battlefield. If you give God the opportunity, he'll take you to that place that's going to overlook your enemy. Doesn't the New Testament say we're seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus? Amen? We can overlook that battlefield and know that the battle belongs to the Lord and give him the opportunity to, to overcome on our behalf. Amen? Because God is a God of faithfulness. And then what we see there in verse 24 is we've got, we've got prayer, we've got prophecy, we've got praise, and now we've got power. He did it. He did it. He overcame all the enemy in that, in that situation. He demonstrates his power to us because he wants to get glory from you and from me. So we've got power in verse 24. And then in, in, in verse 25, we have another one here. We've got plunder or harvest, if you like, or the, the end gathering. You see, what we're called to do, we're called to plunder this world. And as Reinhard Bonker would say, we're to plunder hell to populate heaven. Yeah. Amen? It's a hell out there. Oh, you don't believe that either? Anyway, yeah, it's, it's a hell out there, and we need to plunder the world to populate heaven. That's what we're called to do. And what happens is when we stay in, in prayer, praise, and listening to the prophetic word, we, and, and, and seeing the power of God work through us, then we come to that place and seeing the abundance of God released. I don't know why all these, these enemies were in their gold jewelry and all that sort of stuff, but it took the Israelites three days to gather the plunder. I love what it says here. It says, when Jehoshaphat and his people came, in verse 25, to take away their spoil. It was their spoil. God wants to give you ownership over the spoils of this world to bring and see people come into the kingdom of God like never before because he's a God of faithfulness. Okay? So I like to call that point plunder or prosperity or gathering or harvest. Seeing the harvest come in for the kingdom of God. Final point is this, okay? And it's peace. Peace. The promise of peace. Because 
there's a peace that passes all understanding that you and I need to get hold of continually and to walk in that peace of God. And 2 Samuel chapter, 2 Samuel chapter 7 verse 1, it says that David gave Israel peace from all her enemies all around. Similar thing happened here, and it says in verse 28, So when Jerusalem came with stringed instruments and harps and trumpets to the house of the Lord, and the fear of the Lord was in all the kingdoms and countries, when, <coughs> excuse me, when they heard that the Lord had fought against the enemies of Israel, then the realm of Jehoshaphat was quiet, for his, for his God gave him rest or peace all around. Jehoshaphat was king over Judah, and he was 35 years uh, when he, uh, old when he became king, and he reigned for 25 years. Could you imagine a 25-year peace? That's called revival. That's called real revival. And it may be that your life's not been very peaceful recently. It may be that you need to find that place of peace and to walk in that peace of God. It's, you know, sometimes that's where the enemy always goes for us, in that place of peace. But God wants us to be a people of peace. Thank you. In the midst of a troubled world. And he wants us to have his peace. Amen? Come tonight, we'll prophesy over you. Come tonight, and you may be, may be that you're here this morning, can't come tonight, and, and we just want to release the peace of God over us today because of all that God wants to do in and through our lives. Let me tell you, um, in the midst of all that's going on in your nation, I believe in your nation. And I believe, I don't believe the prophets of doom because I believe God loves this nation. Amen? I believe He loves this nation and He loves Europe. He loves Britain. I believe it with all my heart. And I contend for it in the Spirit. And God wants to give us peace so that we can see a move of God happen. That peace that David gave Israel lasted for 40 years. It was like revival had come. In the midst, the presence of God was evident in the midst of it. There's people out there that have no peace. People are saying in the world, peace, peace, but there is no peace. The only way, place there's peace is in the heart of the believer, if we believe. Where do we get that peace? Pray. Believe the prophetic word. Lay hold to the power of God. Lay hold to worship and pray. Pray it loud. Play it, pray it, sing it loud and sing it high. Believe in the prosperity of God that your soul would prosper in all things. And believe God for his power and his peace to rule and reign in your life. In Jesus' name. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your grace and your power today. Thank you for this great church, Lord, 20 years old now. And we just want to thank you, Lord, that in the midst of what we've seen today, even transference of power, Lord, from one elder to five, Lord God, we just want to thank you for that, Lord. And we thank you for that breadth of ministry that you're bringing to us in these days. And I want to declare over you today in prayer that the atmosphere is going to change. One of my favorite songs. We're going to sing it now. The atmosphere is changing now. 
And let me say to you, if you want the atmosphere to change over your life, if you know that you've not been living from that place of praise and, and worship, you know you've not been living from that place of faith where God wants you to be in, then come and let us pray for you today. We just want to encourage your faith. We want to encourage where you are, who you are, and what God wants to do in and through your life this morning. We'll be here at the front. I'm sure the ministry team will be here. And we just want to pray for you. We want to bless you today. Because God is a God that wants to bless and encourage His people. We're living in great days. And your best is yet to come. Let's rise up and believe that together as we seek to move on and do what God's calling us to do. Amen? So come and receive if you need to receive from the Lord this morning.